Because this journey is better taken together. Let's walk the talk. 702. Right. Last time we spoke about the logistics of planning your travels to Lesotho, the Mountain Kingdom, and today we'll be talking about some of the things you can experience during a visit to the region during which is very near to Malet Sonia Yane Falls. And I'm going to be bringing in Iga Matilska. A very good afternoon to you. Iga, I saw a lovely poster yesterday, which I thought you might appreciate. If I go past the 20 pictures my children took on my phone, it says, I haven't been everywhere, but it's on my list. Yes, yes. absolutely. I love it. <laughs> which destination is next on your list? Oh, I have too many to, uh, it'll take up this entire program. I have many. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, let's talk about let's talk about Lesotho and uh, let's talk about abseiling. Yes, so Lesotho is home to the longest commercially operated single drop abseil in the world. Now, this is according to the Guinness World Book of Records. So, I felt that I was cool as a cucumber during the training session, uh, which goes <laughs> down a twenty-five meter cliff. That's the day before you actually embark on it. Um, and the guys from Semangkong Lodge, which manages and operates the abseil, you know, they showed us the ropes and explained everything. And I could just see from all of their safety measures that they were really stringent. So that really gave me confidence and peace of mind. But it was a completely different story the following day when they strapped me into that harness chain. And, you know, that's when I wished that there was like a toilet nearby. But, of course, you're out in the wilderness. Uh, here I am standing at the edge of this really steep cliff, watching and listening to Malutsinyana falls crash into the gorge. And mm. um, I'm looking down some 200 odd meters, and my legs, of course, are trembling. Um, but it was great because the guide hyped me up, and once I climbed over that edge, I don't know where, but that nervousness just disappeared somewhere. And I think it was just because I was so gobsmacked by how beautiful it was to dangle alongside the waterfall and just to see all the wild flowers along the cliff face. Mm. And so it takes and knowing you're alive, I, I, I should imagine that helps the view as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and so it takes about 20 minutes to add sail the 204 meters down into the gorge. Oh. And uh, once you're at the bottom, you know, that's when you're kind of pummeled by the force of the waterfall spray. And, um, you know, I, that's what I imagine it would have been like to experience a tropical cyclone. So that's another adventure when you get to the bottom. Mm. Um, and it kind of helped me understand why Semong Kong means place of smoke. But it was such an adrenaline pumping, fun, exhilarating experience. I wanted to do it a second time. Unfortunately, we didn't have time. Uh, but what made up for it is that there's a lovely 45-minute hike which goes alongside the river, up and over the other side of the gorge, back to the 4 by 4 So that was really beautiful in and of itself as well. And what about fly fishing there? Yes, so I actually learned that this is where the current king, uh, the III, learned how to fish. Hmm. And so this was kind of the story that our fly fishing guide, Baputi, narrated to us. And so he learned how to fly fish at Simong Kong Lodge. Um, when a, like a renowned fly fisherman from South Africa came to teach them. And, uh, of course, to this day, the king and the royal family often stayed at the Hong Kong Lodge. And Baputi was just reminiscing about how the king was just like a regular person and he was so humble and down to earth. 
Uh, and so that was really wonderful to hear. Mm. But of course, this is one of the best places in Lesotho and of course on the continent for catch and release fly fishing. Um, and the river has two distinctly different fishing zones. So the river above the falls has brown trout. And Baputi told me that the population actually rivals some of the world's best trophy rivers um, from uh, New Zealand to Patagonia and Alaska. So that's really quite something. And then, yeah, and then downstream the river, you'll find brown and rainbow trout and, of course, yellowfish. And so many anglers come here in the hope of landing a so-called Grand Slam Mm -hmm. by catching all three of those species. And fly fishing season extends from September to April. It's at a cost of 220 rand per person per day. And that's part of the River Conservation Fund and Guiding Fee. And that supports the local community and employs them to regularly clean and maintain the river banks uh, and, of course, to hire local guides. Gosh, that's not bad at all, is it? Yes, absolutely. And, of course, you can bring your own fishing gear, but... Uh, you can also rent it for 165 rand per day. And for those that are really wild at heart, um, they also organize an extreme fly fishing expedition. And so this could either be a four or a five or a six-day guided trek. Mm-hmm. It goes down into the gorge at the bottom of the waterfall, and all the equipment is carried down by pack horses and donkeys. And then you camp at different spots along the water each night. Oh, lovely. So... I think that's for the hardened fly fishermen. <laughs> okay, what about those who want to hop on a pony? Yes, so of course we know that uh, they're integral to Lesotho's culture and way of life. Mm. And they were, of course, historically ridden into battle. Uh, and of course, today they're just used as a mode of transport over and around the mountains. Uh, the rocky, uh, the terrain is quite rocky there. And of course, they're also used for agriculture. Mm-hmm. And our local guide explained that these Basuchi ponies are characterized by being shorter and stockier um, in look, of course, and in stature. And they're also really revered for their endurance and their sure-footedness. And yeah, it was quite an adventure. And Simon Kong Lodge deliberately doesn't own any horses or ponies. And instead, what they do is they choose to hire them from the local community. So they have about 40-odd pony owners um, who are rotated on a regular basis so that everyone in the project benefits equally. And I think it's such a nice uh, project to show how, you know, tourism establishments work with local communities. Mm. And so we did a day ride from the lodge through the various local villages and towards the viewpoint to see the waterfall again. This time we saw it from the front, not alongside us on the right-hand side. (laughs) So it was lovely to see it from a different perspective. Mm. And, of course, uh, the track can be extended into like a full-day ride to the top of the region's highest mountain. Um, And if you want to, you can also do overnight tracks. And this is when you go with a local guide. And, of course, you stay in traditional huts with various families from the surrounding villages along the way, You eat breakfast and dinner with them. And it's just such a nice introduction to the landscape and to the way of life um, of the locals in the area. And when is the best time to visit? So I would say that um, because it's obviously fairly uh, moderate and quite cool Mm -hmm. because it's at such a high altitude. um, So summer is the warmest and also the driest uh, time of year. So that stretches between December to Feb. 
and most of the rain falls um, during thunder, like thunderstorms in summertime. But then, of course, in winter, you know, the temperature in the lowlands can get to quite a chilly extent to like minus seven degrees. And of course, uh, in the highlands, it's even colder. It's minus 18 at times. Wow. Uh, you might even get some snowfall as well. So I guess it all depends on what you want to do and experience. Um, yeah, and, and of course, when you have leave as well. But it's always important to keep that in mind. Okay, before you hand out your details, so you asked me. So top of my list, Northern Lights, obsessed with that. Greenland, Chile, Bogota. And just because I want to say it, because I want to hop on a plane that goes to a place called Wagadugu. I want to go there too. <laughs> so we'll talk about <laughs> one of those next time. I know you've spoken about the Northern Lights beforehand. If anyone wants to get hold of you, how do they do that? Yes, so they can have a look at eagerjourneys.com uh, on social media and also on my website. Iga, thank you very much for that. Thank you.